The F1s and the V8s are both in Albert Park this weekend, so we're going to give you a full motorsport preview. It is Tuesday, the 20th of March. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda, your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage, The Splash, with your host, Phil Pryor. Thank you for tuning in. Co-host Will Dale joins me today uh, of the Supercars podcast and also, of course, our uh, leading motorsport journalist for the Fox Sports website. Welcome, Will. How are you going? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. It's always exciting to be getting ready for a race weekend. Yeah, you must be pumped. This will be your last day in the office before heading down to Albert Park, I'm assuming? Correct. Fly out on Wednesday morning. Can't wait. What a life. What a life. (laughs) It's not always like this, unfortunately. Yeah. We're, uh... Yeah. yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Who do you support in the AFL, by the way? Uh, North Melbourne. North Melbourne, okay, yeah. so it's going to be a long year. It's, it's always a long year. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long year for a long time. Yeah, dear, oh dear. All right, let's do some uh, headlines. Um, and, of course, a quick reminder that Unibet's Expert Edge gives you the rugby league and AFL stats and insight you need to back more winners this season, not to mention offering up a stack of Unibet specials. Every round, jump on the Unibet website or download the Unibet app. Kicking off in NRL, Bulldogs half Matt Frawley has been dropped as new coach Dean Pace searches for his first win in the NRL. Benji's younger brother Jeremy Marshall King will be given a shot alongside Kieran Foran in the halves for Canterbury. Uh, Jack Bird and Michael Morgan are firming to play their first games in 2018 as well. Uh, In football, Bert Van Marveik took a much more hands-on approach uh, as his predecessor uh, as he gets his hands on the Socceroos who are preparing for friendlies against Norway and Colombia in Oslo currently uh, in the NBA Ben Simmons has a third straight triple-double which is his ninth of the season after 11 points, 12 rebounds, 15 assists against Charlotte in Philadelphia's uh, win in the NBA today uh, and in the AFL, Adelaide has ruled out Crows skipper Taylor Walker for round one with a foot, a foot issue, uh, I should say. Now, Will, I don't suppose you're going to have any time to see the opening round of the uh, AFL this weekend. As we mentioned <laughs> off the top, uh, you're going to be just down the road in Albert Park. Indeed. It's going to be a very busy weekend with both Formula One and supercars racing for championship points this weekend, the latter for the very first time. Yeah, so let's that's a, a good starting point. Uh, in previous years, we've seen the um, Albert Park accommodating both the F1s and the V8s in the same facility on the same weekend, which I find quite astonishing. But as you said, for the first time, the V8 supercars have included this uh, as one of their uh, rounds, which counts towards overall points for the first time. Correct. And that's come after a lot of work between the category and its former CEO, James Warburton, and all the F1 bosses, because it's something they've wanted for a long time, because it costs a lot of money for all the teams to roll up at Albert Park. But it's also one of their most important races, because from a sponsorship perspective, it's a big event. Like, there's a lot of corporate guests. 
But in terms of the racetrack stuff, it didn't actually count for anything. So happily this year, 300 points are on the line across the weekend. And to the driver that accrues the most over the weekend, they get the inaugural Larry Perkins Perpetual Trophy, named after the Aussie race legend, multiple Bathurst winner, and Formula One racer in the 70s. It seems like a decision uh, that makes a lot of sense for supercars. Is that the widespread opinion here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It mean, it makes the races mean something and it also potentially opens the door to supercars maybe racing for championship points on other Formula One support cards. The talk is maybe Singapore, a couple of the other Asian races. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a step in the right direction for supercars and could potentially open the door to something much bigger. So something we, we could see trending more in motorsport is having... Um, you know, the different uh, engines and cars actually aligning uh, to create a um, a more sort of in-sync calendar. Yeah, well, it makes sense. I mean, it costs a lot of money to put a street race on. May as well get the most bang for your buck. Supercars yeah. wants to expand into the Asian region. What better way to do that than with a, par- with a partnership with Formula One? Yeah, the uh, V8 Supercars season has already commenced, but this will be the first stop on the Formula One tour, as is normally the case down under. will uh, give us a bit of a, a preview heading into the opening round of the F1s uh, and where Daniel Ricciardo is uh, situated on what is, as he claimed earlier this week, the busiest week of his uh, year. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's always a tough weekend for for our Dan, purely because everyone wants a piece of him. I mean, yeah. he's, he's the home guy. He's the face of the race. And everyone wants to see him do well, but it's always tough to get that sort of peace and quiet you'd, he'd get at another oh, Grand Prix because he's doing this media commitment, he's doing this, he's doing that. The good news is, however, Red Bull in the past has always had a difficult pre-season, certainly since the hybrid engine rules have came in a few years ago. they've In winter testing, they've always had a tough time of it with reliability. This year, Red Bull thought, no, nope, look, what we're going to do, we're going to get our 2018 car finished five days earlier, yeah. which doesn't sound like much, but that's a long time in F1 terms. Yeah. And they succeeded in doing that, and that meant that they could take the car to a track in England, to Silverstone, shake it down for, I think it's 60Ks or a certain a small amount of running, but just to make sure that when they did take it to the first test, it was going to run properly, they didn't have to deal with any niggling little issues. yeah. yeah. And it really set up their winter testing program, and they've logged more laps in winter testing than they have in a long time, which okay. which should mean a reliable car for Dan for Albert Park this yeah. weekend. And and finally, I suppose <laughs> you, you just it, it's all percentages. You're just giving Dan even more chance to go out there and um, and not endure some of the the bad luck uh, which has come his way in uh, in previous Aussie GPs. Indeed, and you look at one of the things last year in particular, they had a really troubled winter testing, winter testing pre-season, for yeah. a better term. Yeah, yeah. And that meant that because the car kept stopping and they had to spend a lot of time in the garage, they weren't out on track learning about the car. Yeah. So when it arrived yeah. at Albert Park, it was quite twitchy. And then you saw in qualifying when Dan tried to really wring a fast lap out of the car, snapped away from him, ended up in the fence, yeah. ended up starting... Well, ended up going to start from 10th place and then they swapped a gearbox out of it so he started from 15th and then the car packed up on the formation lap and he didn't actually start the race with the rest of the field at all. Yeah. So hopefully that won't be an issue this year. (laughs) Now, 
Dan Ricardo is widely considered one of those uh, sports stars. Uh, it, it, widely, I mean, in Australia, pro- actually probably all over the world, that you just love to have a beer with. He seems like the sort of bloke that would have time for you and um, and you, you'd really have a, a fun conversation with him down at a local pub. Please tell me you can actually uh, confirm this once and for all. Look, I haven't had a pub a conversation with Dan down the local pub, but what you okay. see with him is what you get. He's yeah. a genuinely yeah. really nice guy. Um, you want to get him talking about any subject, talk to him about UFC. Big fan of that. Okay. Yeah, huge fan wow. of that. Um, but yeah, he's probably the most relatable sports star we have, and he's just yeah, genuinely good bloke, which is oh, which is which is rare to find in, yeah, in, in yeah. Formula One. Well, there's your task for this weekend: have a beer with uh, Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> Maybe if he goes well. Yeah. Maybe yeah. if he goes Fingers well. Fingers crossed. Um, all right. Uh, what any off-season sort of changes and movement within the F1 landscape um, that are going to have a major impact uh, heading into this uh, new uh, F1 season? It's probably the two biggest ones. The one all fans will see when they switch on their TVs for practice one on Friday. The cars are running a new driver safety device that's called the Halo. What it is is a big metal bar that runs around the top of the cockpit. Yeah. So that if, say, for example, there's debris or a big wheel that's knocked off a car and it comes towards the driver, yeah. that should knock it away and stop it from causing severe head injuries. Yeah, right, right. Which the, the Halo is designed to take the impact that's equivalent to the weight of a London double-decker bus being dropped on it for about 10 seconds. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're, they're built quite strong. The teams have actually had to really beef up the design of the cars yeah, yeah. so that if a load like that was transferred through the halo, it just it doesn't then punch the halo straight through the cockpit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. probably the most visual change wow. that people will notice this okay. year, um, which is going to be interesting because I've no, I don't think that anyone's done a practice proper practice start with them yet. So we'll see if they can act. One of the concern, things fans have been concerned about and drive, some drivers have been concerned about is actually visibility with the halo because yeah. it sits it sits above the driver's eye line when they're driving around the track but when the race starts they're all looking up at the starting gantry <laughs> looking for the lights so yeah, yeah. i guess we might find out on sunday afternoon if that poses a problem for anyone on the grid yeah wow the other big change this year that could really shake up the form guide is mclaren and honda are no more as a partnership they yeah. they undid that at the end of last year after those three horrific years of unreliability where poor Fernando Alonso and Jensen Button and Stoffel Van Dorn kept copping grid penalty after grid penalty and even more grid penalties after that due to having to replace engine parts. This year, McLaren are with Renault. So the same engines that Daniel Ricciardo was running and the Renault factory team are running. Yeah. Now, power-wise and reliability-wise, if all things are equal and McLaren turn in a good car, this could see Fernando Alonso back up the pointy end fighting fighting for Grand Prix wins, okay, which okay. is something we've been sorely missing over the past few years. Yeah, yeah. However, their winter testing didn't quite get off to the best start. Yeah, um, right. Fernando literally had a wheel fall off like six laps into his opening test, and the McLaren did stop several times with reliability issues. Yeah, okay. The yeah. ironic thing is Honda has now partnered with the Red Bull junior team, Toro Rosso, and they had an absolutely perfect pre-season with reliability <laughs> which beg which beg the question as to whether it was more mclaren or more honda that were at fault but anyway it doesn't really matter anymore so we shall see how that all pans out 
from Friday onwards. Who's going to be challenging Lewis Hamilton at the top of the, the leaderboard come uh, the end of the F1 season? Well, we're all hoping that Ferrari, their pre-season form, they were fastest in pre-season testing, that that form will continue through and we'll once again see a genuine head-to-head battle between Hamilton and Vettel, which got yep. a bit spicy at various times yeah. last year. Yeah. But the I other... mean, I'm looking at the Unibet uh, odds here just for the Aussie GP and Lewis Hamilton is even money to win this race. That's extremely short in a, a field as, as large as this. Indeed. Well, yeah. he had... Like if the Mercedes does roll out as the best car once again this year, which their although their ultimate pace wasn't as strong as Ferrari's, if you just looked at the lap times in testing, you don't you never know what all the teams are doing, what fuel yeah. loads they're running, yeah. what sort of programs they're running to learn their car rather than going for outright pace, because it doesn't matter what you do in Spain in February, it's what you do when you turn up at the racetrack throughout those twenty times this year. Yeah. So if the Mercedes is as fast in a in the races as we expect it to be, mm. then it, then all Hamilton realistically would have to do is see off his teammate Valtteri Bottas. He did that all last year, so mm. stands to reason that he would be the strongest contender for this weekend. But yeah. it's Formula One, as Murray Walker once said, <laughs> F1, if is F1 spelt backwards. Don't know about <laughs> that, but we'll run with it anyway. The big question mark is just how good Red Bull is. Because they've had this good preseason, and yeah. their car looks strong looks fast, and from what Daniel Ricciardo was saying after testing, it's quite stable and a step forward from last year. Do they have the pace to match it with Mercedes and Ferrari on a regular basis this year? That's Mm. probably the biggest question mark, because if it is a car that's good enough to match the Mercedes and the Ferrari, that instantly puts Ricciardo and Max Verstappen right into the fight each weekend. Yeah, right, yeah. Interesting. Um Practice on Friday down at Albert Park in the F1s. On Saturday, practice and qualifying. Uh, And then the big race kicks off at 4.10 Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Sunday afternoon, Will. Um, It's going to be a jam-packed weekend when you throw in all the supercars action as well. What are you really looking forward to supercars-wise this weekend? Of course, I think it was... Maybe two or three weeks ago, we had the season opener over in Adelaide for the Clipsal. Spot on. The Adelaide 500 as it is this as it right. was this year. Right. Um, honestly, I'm just looking forward to seeing more of the form guide exposed. We saw the Z- brand new ZB Commodores roll out uh, in Adelaide and be very fast. Yeah. Um, they swept the podium on the Sunday. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Ford teams fight back this weekend. Traditionally, they've been quite strong at Albert Park, but... The other thing is this weekend has generally, over the past few years, revealed the trend of the year that follows. In 2015, the team now known as Tickford Racing rolled out their FGX Falcons in their first year and everything clicked at Albert Park. They yep. dominated that weekend and they show, they went on the rest of the year to be the dominant car. Yep. 2016, we saw Red Bull, Holden, Red Bull Holden Racing Teams, they're now known. They turned up at Albert Park and just wiped the floor with everyone. And then... Yeah. Championship battle, surprise, surprise, head-to-head between Van Gisberg, Shane Van Gisbergen and Jamie Wincup at the end of the year. Mm. Last yeah. year, it was DJR Team Penske that rolled out and wiped the floor with everyone, and they were very strong. Unfortunately, fell slightly short of the Drivers' Championship last year, but they were the dominant team. So yeah. that will probably be the key thing to look at this weekend. Whoever, if one team dominates this weekend, there's a fair chance they're going to be the strongest team and the team to beat for the rest of the year. Yeah, okay. Interesting. And probably uh, very, very 
uh, strong potential that we're going to see some uh, some code crossover with publicity stunts during the weekend. We're going to see some V8 drivers uh, doing some laps uh, in the F1 cars and vice versa. I don't know whether he'll get that. Actually, I was going to say, Will Davison actually is doing the driver for 23 Red Racing. He's doing laps in the two-seater Formula One car all right. weekend in the mornings. <laughs> That's one of the cool things about Albert Park. You wake up, because it's so close to the city, and they do all those two-seater rides early morning, but that car is quite old and it's fitted with one of the old V10 engines, the loud ones. Yeah. So you yeah. wake up each morning and you can hear F1 car, pretty much regardless <laughs> where you are in the city. It's magnificent. Oh, very peaceful, I can imagine. It's the right kind of serenity, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Well, Albert Park residents might not agree, but I like it. Well, Will Dale is the motorsport enthusiast here at Fox <laughs> Sports. Uh, Will, thank you very much for joining today's Splash. Pleasure as always. Uh, enjoy your weekend down at Albert Park. Uh, now, don't forget, get the expert edge today. Visit unibet.com.au or download the Unibet app. Will, that'll do us. Uh, how can uh, the people out there follow you uh, for updates over the weekend? Just head to foxsports.com.au. We'll have live coverage of supercars and F1 all weekend, race center with live timing and live team radios from the supercars races and also live timing from Formula One. Oh, nice. Twitter as well? Naturally, on willdale956 or fox underscore motorsport. Done. Enjoy your weekend, Will. It promises to be uh, a huge event for motorsport. Of course, Fox Sports will have all the live coverage on Channel 506. 506. There we go. That's a wrap.